right. Welcome. I'm your host, Gypsy Road. Sorry for the few minutes delay, but I noticed that in the uh, description, somehow the link to this channel was incorrect. Somehow it had a, a Medell effect change, so I had to re make sure I got the correct uh, subscribe to this channel and how to fix it on my Gypsy Road so people know how to get here because I guess it was wrong. Somehow it changes, right? That's what life is. Life is about strange changes that we can't understand. I mean, that's what horror talk is all about. Things we don't understand, right? Now, if you know the routine of this channel, you need two things. Coffee, stay up late, because I know some part of the country that you're in, it's probably late night, so you need some coffee, stay awake. And you need some kind of weapon protect yourself because you never know who is behind there. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, look, it's a whole other world behind there. Oh, and look, I messed up the screen already. Look at that. Okay, that's better. Enough of that. Welcome, everybody. I, I'm so happy that you're here. Um, today's show is about Animal Horror. Now, I know some of you are probably like, I'm going to horror. I mean, is that really something? Uh, 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 <laughs> hold on a second. I got to read this. Coffee is being made as you speak. Surround by weapons as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who says Canadians don't have weapons, right? Canadians got weapons. They're just as bad as us here in America. We all got weapons. Because you never know. You never know. Now, why am I talking about Amityville horror? I know it's not now. It's not as popular as, as some other horror movies like The Conjuring and stuff like that. But sometimes when I talk about a franchise, you know, I'm really talking about did the movie had an impact in life? Is there some kind of an impact about Amityville? Okay. And I'm going to say, yes, there is. I mean, if you go back through history of horror movies, right, we all say, the Exorcist scared us, right? That movie is about being scared. It's about taking religion to a whole new level of possession, right? That's what The Exorcist did, right? Now, you got like The Omen, where it took an Antichrist being born, you know, seed of Jesus Christ being born, an Antichrist about a growth of, a, of from a baby to a young kid to becoming a senator, be, you know, becoming an ambassador, becoming part of the government, you know, being the corruption. So each movie has its place in the world, in pop culture. Now think about this. How many of you horror did something different? Now, I'm not here to tell you that the Amity Horror first movie, The Lutz, is absolutely true. I, I am not here to tell you that it's true. But you got to realize that the movie did something that a lot of movies, you know, never done. There's a lot of movies about true facts. There's a lot of movies about true stories, right? You know, the Alamo. How many, there's been a lot of movies about the Alamo. But the thing is, the Alamo in uh, Texas is already a popular museum. It, it was already existing in time as, as popularity. Animal Horror took a house. A normal everyday house made it into 
a spectacle, made it into a zoo, made it to where people still now walk outside in front of a house. It created, it made, I mean, the house is not a museum. Uh, real people actually live in it, but it made it like it's a museum. Everybody wants to see the house. The movie took, it really truly took the paranormal to a whole new level. Okay. Now I know you're saying, well, the exorcist, well, the exorcist just scared the shit out of you. It's about seeing something on the screen that, that about possession in a different way. It wasn't, it didn't really like, like, like where you wanted to learn everything about the paranormal in a way that the Amityville horror did. Okay. You know, so, so here's a comment. First, I read the book as a young teen. That was scary enough. Movie scared the crap out of me. Because it, it it took like a regular house and, and the haunting just yeah I mean that that movie I mean the way the let me see if I can pull well you can see it right here on on my thumbnail where the how the glasses were it was like the house had eyes and now in the movie the house doesn't look exactly we're here let me see if I got uh, real pictures. Of, of of what the house really looks like here. Um, let me hear. Let me. I should I should have had it ready. I apologize. The real house of Amityville Amityville Horror. Okay. Now let me share the real image of the of, of the house. Okay. Even though the movie, the house looks a little different, but it had those, like, it was like the house had eyes, you know? It was like, before you even go into the house, it, it was, it was you know, the house just looked haunted because how, I mean, I'm not from the East Coast. I was born and raised on the West Coast. So I can't sit here and say that was a normal build of all houses out there. I I, I don't know. If somebody from the East Coast is in the chat to say, well, how all houses were built with those kind of glasses, but it's, it's just kind of weird, right? If you really think about it, hey, let's build some uh, um windows, but that's make it like a like a pyramid circle on both sides and make it like eyes and we'll put it way on top. I mean, if you and if you look at the the deck, I mean, you, you kind of say the deck looks like a mouth, right? Like a mouth, and you got the two eyes, you know. And of course, the top of the roof is like like the head. So I mean, it's it's the house is really built creepy in the first place. You know what I mean? I mean, um, uh, still a Dutch colonial style house. They're creepy as it is. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not from the East Coast. I'm not used to seeing, you know, houses like this, you know. Now, in the movie, uh, if, you, if you look here, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's different. I mean, it's still the same. They kept where, where you see the chimney, like, going straight down, where the original, you don't see the chimney going in front of the house. Now, in this picture... It does. Maybe that's the other side of the house. No, no, it's kind of weird, right? Here, you don't see the chimney. I mean, I, I you know, it's, it's, it's like I want to go there, just walk in front of the house to see it, but I don't want to seem like those dumb tourists that just want to see it. But I, I kind of do want to see it. You know, so it's, it's, yeah. 
I mean, it's a, it's a creepy house. You know, imagine, man, imagine if you own that house, right? It's Halloween. Put some red lights in there. Make the house a little extra spooky. I mean, it'd be kind of cool. So, I mean, the movie took a house, a regular house, and made it into an event where people were driving by. Thousands of people wanted to see this. Because when you saw the movie, you know, it's like, oh, my God. You know, and, and you had the famous Ed Lorraine Warren investigate the house. Now, first of all, I mean, is, is it really a true event? I mean, that's the question, right? Is is the movie really that true? You know, since we never been into the house and we weren't there when the Lutz were in that house, you know, we can't truly say what they heard, what they saw. I mean, I, I believe that they did hear stuff. Was it exaggerated? I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you make a movie, of course, when you make a movie, you have to exaggerate the movie. I mean, you, you know, if, if they told a story that the that the story was you know you know even twenty percent of what you saw in the movie, they have to exaggerate the movies. I mean that they just have to. I mean, I mean they, they got to sell the movie, right? Nobody wants to see a boring ass hauntings. But the fact is, you have to realize the fact is. People died in his house. I mean, the Defoe family. I mean, people, a son killed a whole family in the house. I mean, that happened. So no matter what, whoever moves in there or not, ever seeing a ghost or not, the house will always be imprinted of a whore. People died in this house. That's just a fact. You can't change that. You know, so even if you don't believe the Lust family and you're like, well, Ed, Lorraine Warren, you know, they're frauds and I don't believe they're frauds. Um, I've been following their work. I even got Ed and Lorraine page on my uh, Gypsy Road channel. I even have them on that channel. Um, here, let me let me show you what I'm talking about. I haven't updated in a while and I, I really need to. And that's my fault. I've been so busy, you know, trying to get things off off the ground. But here, what I'm what I'm talking about is. Is if, if you never, if you don't know who Ed and Lorraine Warren is, is just go to my channel. Let me type it in, Gypsy Road dot live. That's my uh, website. If you go to my channel, if you scroll down, you will see that I have Ed and Lorraine Warren case files. And if you click on it, it'll take you. To their page and talks about one of their hauntings that they've done. And Lorraine Warren, the Smurf haunting. Now, I I haven't added the more stories and and, and, and I will. And I, I promise, I promise you I will. I'm gonna it's it's just trying to find time. I'm doing all this myself. I'm doing I'm trying to do two channels. I'm doing this website. I don't have people working for me. Uh last time I tried to get some volunteers. I have two people that said a volunteer, and guess what? I never saw them again. So you know, I, I'm trying my best, but after every story, you got a footage, a YouTube direct video of them talking about that case. And I, I'm probably going to try to get the, uh, um, the animal horror case and do, do that as my second story for the Ed and Lorraine Warren. So these are real people, even though you don't believe in the Lutz, you got to remember a death has happened. So, 
Lorraine Warren, when she went into the house, when she was saying it's probably one of the most scariest houses it is, if you look at anything that in the paranormal, a lot of the same story says, like a record, a record of an event that happens in the house kind of imprints itself within the house. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to see it, but if you're a person like her who could sense things, I believe what Lorraine Warren saw in the Amityville house is absolutely true. I know, like I said, I can't back them up on what the Lutz saw because we weren't there. We went in there. Uh, what is this here? Ed was a religious demonologist and wasn't Lorraine a psychic medium. You are absolutely 100% correct. Uh, demonologist. Now, demonologist is, is, is technically... They, they, they work for the church. They, they, they work for the church. They were hired to investigate. They were hired to investigate houses, whatever paranormal around the world. They were hired by the church. And because Ed was went to college as a demonologist. Now, he has been known to do a few exorcists, ex, uh, exorcist, whatever you want to call it. Now, he's not really technically allowed to because that has to be approved by the church. But. He has done it because sometimes you can't always get a priest there. So, so Ed and Lorraine Warren, they're just such a fascinating couple. They, they, they are the original ghost hunters. They are the original. And they're both Roman Catholic. They were both within the church. That is very true. And, you know, and Lorraine Warren was a proven psychic. If you believe in psychics or not, I'm not here to tell you that you should. But if I'm going to believe in psychics, I believe Lauren Warren was a true psychic. You know, if you believe in that world. All right, welcome. Uh, the killer's name was Ron. Something wasn't it. The guy who heard voices telling him to murder his family. Um, well, let's do this. Um. I, I I have something up. It's called it's called here. I'm gonna share this, and and maybe maybe we're gonna we're we're gonna get into that story here. Um, yes, I believe the, the Warrens were the real deal. I, I, I listen. Th there's a lot of frauds out there. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. There's a lot of frauds. I mean, you can go to YouTube, and 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 ninety five percent of everybody on YouTube is a fraud. And I'm, I'm being honest, you know, I'm talking about the ones who say they have psychic abilities. I'm not saying like, like every show they're all fraud. I mean, people cleaning their houses really, or really are cleaning their houses on camera. They're not a fraud because they're really cleaning their houses and people are really cooking food. I'm not, I'm talking about the ones who say they have abilities and stuff. 95% of them are frauds, but the Warrens, I don't believe they're frauds because if you study them, if you watched Ed and Lorraine Warren, when they did investigations, they did it right. They would invest, they would write down every single thing that they saw and they record every single interview with everybody within the house. So they would gather, I mean, they would gather data like you never saw data before. So like, like, um, I don't want to go into the whole Ed and Lorraine story. I, I think one day I need to do a horror talk show on Ed and Lorraine Warren because I remember they did, a, they did an investigation on a house, and I want to say what house because I'll do that as a private show. I think that would be an awesome show. And 
cops, Ed, Ed recorded the cops saying, yes, there's something spiritual here. I saw something move. I saw this and I saw that, right? Later on, when the story hit the press, the cops came out and said, oh, we haven't seen anything. There was, there was, there was nothing, right? We just saw nothing. There was, there's nothing haunted. You know, it's all made up. But Ed, Ed recorded them. Before that statement saying they saw paranormal. That's what I mean. They did it correctly. They did the investigation correctly. So if a person changes the story, they got proof that they changed the story. Now, does that make uh, Lorraine a, 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 a true psychic? I can't tell you that. But the investigations that they did, what I'm saying is they did it correctly. They weren't like ghost adventures where where after 10, 12 years, you would think they would be somewhat sterile with, with hearing certain sounds, right? You kind of, you know, you know, I I worked in a cable business for 50, 20 years. I used to be an installer where I used to climb up 32-foot ladders all the way up in the air and on a pole, right? All the way up in the air. And when I first started climbing up the poles, I don't care who you are, your heart still beats because you're way off the ground. You know, in one fall... You could break your neck, die, break your arms, legs, and never be the same, right? But after a while, every day you walk, I do that 32-foot ladder, it becomes like nothing. Where, you know, you're supposed to belt off, and you get a little cockiness, right? Where I, I sometimes I didn't belt off where I'm supposed to because I want to get the done, job done faster. But because you, you develop that much, that much, you know, the fear kind of goes away and that's what happens. You get kind of cocky and that's where stuff, that's where you get yourself hurt because you forgot to do certain things. So if you think of ghost adventures, after 12, 20 years that when they hear a little voice, you will stop running. Like, Oh, that's just a voice that show. They're still running. And that's what, that's what I, my, my, my daughter and I, we don't watch it for guilt or pleasures, but that's why sometimes. Yeah. I said, come on, you're full of shit. Stop. Stop. You don't have to run after every sound. I you by now you gotta be somewhat used to it, right? There's another show called Ghost Hunters. Um, now they're called Ghost Nations. I don't know. They, they keep changing their names. You know, at least their investigations, they're not running for every noise. You know, they're recording it, they're listening to it, you know. So it, it's all guilty pleasure, it's all that. But we can say because Amityville Horror kind of kind of took the paranormal, took it to another level where it made people interested in it. Uh, they went by the book perfectly. Oh, they did. I mean, it, they did by the book. I mean, they if they could get an interview, they interviewed. They recorded every single thing that they could. I mean, they, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cops that, that did not want to be recorded because they didn't want to be, you know, known as cuckoos. But if they could, they did. They backed everything up. Now, did he fudge it? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say, you know, I mean, every story gets told by a person somewhat kind of changes, right? I mean, every story kind of, it kind of changes a little bit, but, but, but like I said, if there's smoke, there's fire, you know, there's fire, there's smoke, you know, it, there, there's always something exactly. The Warrens weren't in it for any sort of glory. They both seem very humble people. And, and that's a good thing, Tom. That's a good thing you brought up. Now it's not like, we live in a, in, a, in a time area now where things are about money. I mean, I mean, how can it not be? It, it, life is so expensive to live in 
things become about money. You have to make money. I mean, it's, 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 it's a hard world, you know? And during the time Ed Lorraine Warren, during the time of Amnaville and all that, you can't say there were a lot of money to be made in the paranormal. There wasn't like social media like there was today. Social media was in the newspapers and you had to get lucky to get a news channel out there to even interview you. So to say they did it all for the money, it's, you know, your ticket, it's a crapshoot, like going to Vegas, trying to win a big gamble money. You know, did they get lucky with some stories make, made it big? Yeah. I mean, of course, but they worked at it. It wasn't like, you know, they started from the beginning, like, oh, that's good to that. That's going to be popular. That's going to be everywhere. That's going to be a big movie. I mean, when they investigated the house themselves, they weren't the first investigators of this house. They, they investigated in the middle of the house, and then they were technically, the Ed and Lorraine Lauren was actually fired by the Lutz, and they had other people come in. So, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, they did their time. You know, times now... If they came out today, you know, it's an easy argument to say, oh, they're just doing it all for the money. Back back in those days, you don't know if it's guaranteed money. Well, hell, even when the Lutz sold the book rights, I mean, it's not guaranteed it, it was going to be make it, make it as big as it was. And the reason why the movie was big is just because when they made the movie, they made it on pennies of the dollar. Actually, let's look it up. Hold on. Let's see if um, IMDb tells me how much the, the, the original movie made. Now, of course, with all the um, DVD rentals, VHS rentals, I'm sure they made a lot of money, but hold on. Let me type it in. The Amity. Oh, let's see here. 1979. Let's all, let's all look at this together, and we'll go back to that page, and, and we'll start reading it here. Let's go here. I, I'm curious. I'm curious. For God's sake, get out. I know, right? That's always that was that's always the weird part about white people, right? White people hear a noise, they want to stay. Everybody else gets the fuck out <laughs> until it's too late. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh wow, wow! Now, now here we go. Now, according to this, the Amityville Horror budget actually had a four point seven million dollars estimated. I mean, that's not a bad budget for. For a movie back in 1979. Wow, that's not bad. And the movie grossed $86 million. Now, of course, the budget was 4.7. In the movie world, to make a profit in a movie, a movie actually technically has to make three times the amount of the budget. Because the budget is just what it costs to make the movie. And then you got marketing. And sometimes the marketing and everything actually doubles the price of what it costs to make the movie. I mean, that's the fact. It, look it up if you think I'm wrong. So a movie technically has to make three times the amount to call it profitable. Now, this movie grossed in the USA $86 million worldwide. It's because there, there are certain movies that weren't allowed, especially back in those days, around the world. And horror movies that was made in the U.S. weren't, really allowed too much in other countries not like nowadays where like a conjuring is played everywhere now of course 86 million you know and then you add in all the all the rentals vhs rentals at the time and ourselves the movie made us money 
Okay, so the movie made us money, but but let's go back to uh, the fat uh, some facts of Amityville Horror. Nine creepy facts about the Amityville Horror case. So let's see here. Here we go. The default the default family, like when Tom's talking earlier about Ron Defoe. That's why I, I wanted to wait to get to here because I know this kind of talks about it and, and we'll, we'll, we'll look at it here. Now it says, husband and wife, Ronald Defoe, Sir and Louis Defoe had both been shot twice with a .35 caliber Marlin 30, uh, .336 rifle, the four children. Meanwhile, Don, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew were each shot once. All six victims were found by the police in their beds, lying on their stomachs. It's estimated that the whole thing took a mere 15 minutes to start to finish. The identical positioning of the bodies is creepy enough in itself. It suggests that all of the victims were arranged that way. But there were more facts that make it all even creepier. The police determined that the rifle hadn't been fitted with the silencer. So the gunshot should hypothetically have woken the full family up. However, there was no sign of a struggle, but nor was there any evidence that uh, sedatives had been used to knock the victims out or keep them quiet. All of which incredibly weird. Additionally, neighbors didn't report any gunshots noise. All they heard was the family dog barking. Now, now there's conspiracy theory stories that Ron Defoe didn't do this all by himself. That he actually had somebody who helped him. Now that wouldn't make sense. Now I'm not an investigator. I wasn't there because in our minds you think, you know, you shoot a rifle. It's allowed. I've been haunting all my life. I mean, when you shoot a rifle, birds, everything, you know, moves. And, and, and every time we're, we're hunting, you know, you hear somebody shooting like, ah, oh, did somebody get a deer? I mean, you heard it. You would think that inside the house, the kids would have heard it and they would be in a different position. Now, it doesn't mean back in that day the cops did their investigation correctly that maybe he moved the body for some reason. They didn't think the body was moved. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I can't sit here and say the investigation of the default family was done properly. Now, they said they didn't find something. Like in their bodies, like... <coughs> Sorry about that. Hold on. You know, like, like, did he knock them out or something? I watch a lot of um, Discovery Plus. There's a lot of murder uh, shows about for some real, real weird reason. When women do killings, they like to poison people. It's kind of weird. Almost every show about poison, it's always a woman doing the poisoning. Men are just use knives. You know, men are just animals women use poisoning and a lot of times when they die it, it never gets noticed you know do they look for the poison do they you know you know so saying that there was no evidence of being poisoned well i was saw so many murder cases that they were poisoned and it was never it was never it, during the investigation the bodies you know being diagnosed and so I, there's a good chance that they were I mean, why? Like I said, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't part of the police investigations, you know. But you saw a lot of you guys seen those shows that that somehow 
they get away with this stuff. I watched this one show yesterday that a woman was sticking a needle and killed her husband and it was getting her daughter sick and it was never diagnosed until they re-examined the husband's body from like 10 years ago, find out he was poisoned. Why wasn't that found? Because during the first thing, they, they never found anything. So, you know, with the technology we have now, I don't know if they could dig up the body now, you know, and, 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 and there'd be enough DNA or enough to see the poison in it now. But I, I wonder with the technology, if they re-digged up all the all the body of the folk family, that maybe they can find that there were poison sitting in a, in a regular position. But it is weird. Now, they talk now here. Let's look at the second one about the second killer. There might have been a second killer who was never caught. But there also might not have been. The jury's still out on this one. At the time, police investigators considered the fact that more than one person may have been responsible for the murders. It was the only way they could make sense of some of more puzzling aspects of the crime scene. The existence of a second corporate has never been proven. Although a documentary filmmaker claimed in 2012 that he found new evidence supporting the theory. In the meantime, many others still theorize about the possibility that a second killer was involved. Okay, now here's a picture. Reportedly, Defoe Jr.'s story has changed repeatedly in the decades since the murders. Well, listen. Listen, it, it hurting voices, hurting not the man is insane. If you heard voices, that means if the, the position was real, then he's brain has been altered, changed going forward. So people like this, stories were always going to change. You know? And a second killer, the only thing about a second killer, I know it is interesting thinking about a second killer. You would think if there was a second killer, a guy like this could not keep that a secret. But, I mean, we don't know. Maybe he could. Maybe he did. He kept that as a great secret. I mean, it's hard to say, right? I mean, we don't know. We, we don't know what's in his mind. But criminals in, in prison, stories change. That's normal. I mean, shit, I'm not, a, I'm not a criminal. But I'm sure if I had a story from five years ago and if I tell the same story now, it's going to change. That's what it says here. Defoe reported the murder himself, initially telling police when he arrived at home from work on November 13th. Now, look, November 13th. There's the number 13. Not saying it means anything, but there's the number 13, November 13th. He discovered that somehow had broken into the house and killed every, every member of his family. When asked, he told detectives he thought the murders may have been carried out by... Louis Fellini, a mafia hitman. Maybe a mafia hitman worked with him, right? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say, right? The investigation, however, revealed that the murders had occurred in the morning in which Point Defoe began saying that Fellini and the accomplice had shown up at the house in the morning of November 13th. Number 13, there you are. Put a gun to his head and forced him to watch them kill his family. Now, that part right there is far stretched because, because, listen, if he had a gun to his gun, that means every killing took 
the 15 minutes. And that means there weren't two killings happening at the same time. So why didn't the other family members wake up? So to me, I, that part of the story doesn't make sense to me if it's if it was real. The story, however, also didn't hold up to scrutiny. And eventually, Defoe confessed saying, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. Well, I guess, I guess, I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound insensitive, but I guess if once you're in the rhythm, right, you're in the rhythm, things go by. I mean, I, I, it, it, it's, it, you know, it, it's so weird to think about because murder is wrong. I mean, it's just flat out wrong. It's weird, you know, think, but thinking in a murderous kind of way, murdering somebody else, it's not a great thing, but I guess somehow, for whatever reason, you can maybe kind of justify in, in in a weird in a weird way. Now, killing your own family, I guess somehow you could justify maybe your father if he was an abusive parent, abusive person. It just took you over the edge and made you snap. But it takes a real freak to, you know, your brother and sister. And it's just, it, 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 it you just, it, it's hard to even imagine that. How can somebody even have the power and the sense to do something like that? I mean, it, it's so weird. It, 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 it can hurt your brain just to sit there and just think about it. I mean, people just think about it. Yeah, if your father abused you, it's not good. It, it's never good to murder. But I guess I could see something like that, right? I know it sounds weird, but your own brother and sister's kids. I mean, it just, it just. You, <laughs> And, he, and, and, he, and he, in a lot of ways, you kind of want him to be possessed by a demon. Because at least being possessed by a demon makes more sense than you doing it on your own free will, right? I mean, I just, it just, it's just, it's, it's a weird world. I mean, this stuff happens all the time. I mean, you're fucking read stories that... Women drown their own kids. Mothers drown their own kids in water. It just, your mind has to go to even do something like that. Even if they weren't even your own kids, just kids, grownups, it's not a good thing, but you could kind of put pieces together of murders of certain things, but kids, it just, it never makes sense. And it's easier to believe he was possessed by the devil. You kind of want that to happen because you just can't think, how can somebody just do this? Just, it's just like, I don't know where just snap, but it happens, right? I mean, it, it, it happens. It's, we all think nowadays that it seems like it's happening more and more, right? You know, uh, wow. You know, there's so many copycats. It's not that it's happening more murder in this kind of way has always been happening. It's sad, but, but we just, we don't have the 24 hour, you know, there weren't the 24 hours news like they were back in the day, the 24 hour social media where stories now are picked up all the time. You know, I mean, it's sad to say, but you know, there's murders that happens all the time, you know, and especially if there's a handsome guy or, or, or a pretty woman, boom, they're going to hit the news right away. You got an angle right there. 
hot-looking woman, hot-looking guy, murdering. Unfortunately, murders like this has been happening all throughout time. It's just weird to think about. I'm sorry to to go on about this, but when you when you when you watch these movies, you know that's what's special about watching these movies. It makes you really think about real life. Like, God, how can this even happen? So sorry for moving. You know, sorry about that, guys. Now, according here, his story has changed a few more times since then. According to the, to the one interview he gave in 1986, his sister Dawn killed her father. After which, their mother killed Don and the other children before turning the gun on himself. When Defoe filed a 44 motion in 1990, however, he claimed that Don shot the majority of the Defoe before he killed himself. And he maintained that his lawyer, William Weber, pressured him into the sanity defense they pushed at his trial. Regardless, his request for parole. Now, listen. Listen. The lawyer pressured insanity defense. Listen, the lawyer knows what he's doing at that moment in time. He knows you're fucked. Okay? He knows no matter what, you're going to be guilty. So the only chance that you're going to have, right, is a defense of insanity defense because that is the perfect defense because you have to be fucking insanity to murder your own brother and sister kids. I mean, you have to. So your lawyer is a genius because if you weren't possessed by the devil, you're a fucking scumbag. And and a scumbag deserves to be holed up with ropes and stuff and just beat to death. Slowly. Very slowly. Cut him open. Throw some salt in his body. Make him suffer. Ronald Defoe Jr. is not a serial killer. He's a mass murderer. The FBI definition of serial killer. Well, yeah. Well, I don't need to read the, you know, the whole thing on that. I mean, a serial killer is a person who kills everybody else out there for whatever reason, right? He killed his own family. It's like it's like a one-time deal. Serial killer has been doing it more than once. You know, I'm not a serial killer specialist, but I mean, yeah, there is a difference between a serial killer. And a guy who snaps and kill a one-time deal because he snapped. There is a difference. A serial killer wants to do it. Enjoys doing it. Let's hear default. Now, this is interesting. This is very interesting. Now, according to this, it says the default furniture was reportedly still in the house when the Lutz moved in. According to the first chapter of Anson's book, the furniture that had been in the house when Ronald Defoe committed the murders reportedly came with the house when the Lutz bought it. It wasn't included in the $80,000 offer they made. An additional $400 was apparently a small price to pay for it. Though, so the Lutz sprang for it, according to some sort. I can see that. I mean, there's a lot of houses that you could buy, you know, you can actually negotiate. Any house you buy, hey, I want to keep that fridge. You know, some people take the fridges with them and all that. I want that fridge. I want that stove. I want this. Can we negotiate? And, of course, there's really no negotiating here because the whole family's dead. The son's arrested. You know, they probably gave him the option, would you like to have the furniture or not? And, you know, if they kept the furniture, you know, it, it would make sense then if there was a, 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 a demon talk because in the world that we know that there's been major murders – the murders have been implanted 
within the walls, within the stuff. And I'm not saying it's all real or not, but but there's something that, you know, that that's not shocking. What I'm saying is that that's not shocking to me at all. Uh, the list left in the house, yeah, it's like 28 days or something. The only last 28 days, uh, George, Kathleen, their three kids, and their family dog, Harry, left the house, never to return. According to the interview, George Lutz gave to Ghost Village in 2005, one of his last major interviews before his death in 2006. They didn't realize at the time when they headed out the door, they would never come back. We didn't get up to leave the morning. You need to understand that, Lutz said. This was our house. We lived there. After a night of particularly frightened two of the children, the Lutz said they called a priest and they had been in contact with throughout the ordeal. We encouraged them to go somewhere else the following night just to get some rest. Uh, they went to Kathy's mother's with the Lutz ghost village. Then we left. Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, here is a, a famous picture. Oh, um, Michael Myers. <laughs> I love your name, Michael Myers. Welcome, Michael Myers. Hey, make sure you subscribe to my channel, man. I got to have you subscribe. I got to see you more on my channels. Amaville 1992 was pretty good. I actually have another uh, page here of all the Amaville movies, and we're going to go through that list in a little bit. Uh, the Mick Ryan one was terrible. Yeah, Mick Ryan's always to me was always an overrated actress, my opinion. Oh well. Now here's a famous picture of uh, a demonic boy. It looks like you know two eyes, and you know I'm I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I mean, a lot of people know there's a famous picture, and yeah, I mean, if people died in his house, I mean. People died in his house. So seeing, you know, even though the people who live there now says they've never experienced anything, it doesn't mean they haven't. The people who live there now could, you know, might have seen see things here and there. They just don't want to tell the public because as soon as people who live in the house now come out and say, oh, yeah, we still see things. There, there'll be like 100 people camping outside their house. So, uh, and, and this picture, the reason I, 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 I will say of all pictures that this one, I could believe because this picture was taken by Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay. They, Cause they took thousands of pictures, right? They, they take pictures. They investigate. Like I said, we talked about early in the show, they do proper investigations, so getting a picture looking like a kid in there is no surprise to me at all. At all. Let's see here. In the book, Kathleen Lutz became, was possessed, I think. Dang it, became possessed. They could. I mean, listen. Paranormal, in my opinion, I have never experienced a real paranormal and one day I kind of hope I do. I know people say, so don't don't ask what you want to wish for. And I and I do, and I want to search. And let yes, 90% of all paranormal stories are probably fabricated and false. But there are 10%, I believe, that are true. They're, they're, they're true. And of course, it's up to us to make the proper decision if 
we want to believe certain stories or not. You know, it's like there are certain paranormal channels that I like. I have a good friend named Through the Paranormal Veil who is uh, is a known medium. And she has done cases with the police. I backed that up. I checked it. You know, I check out my friends. I do. You know, when I have uh, people on my channel, you know, sometimes I, I'm surprised I get backstabbed. We all get backstabbed. by We thought people are our friends and it turned out they're not. But through the Veil Paranormal, you know, I trust her. Um, I built the trust. I, I study her work. And so when I hear EVPs like from her, I'm more likely to believe her than I do through other than a lot of other people through the veil paranormal. Um, you know what? Here, let me hey guys, let, let me get her um let me go to YouTube real quick and let me get her webs web page because she is she is in, in, in my opinion, um Somebody I feel you can trust in the paranormal world. And of course, it's it's, it's always going to be up to you. Here we go. I'm going to get her. I'm going to, um, I got her information here. Give me a second. I'm going to put it here. She is called uh, Through the to the Veil Paranormal. And let me get her uh, YouTube page. I got it here. And, and let me uh, put it here. I'm going to put it right here. She is a person that I trust in the paranormal world. And that's one of the things why I have another channel called Gypsy Road doing interviews with people from all around the world or, in, you know, talking to people because I want to find people that I could trust. And I feel she is a paranormal person you could trust. She does do EVPs. Uh, she's a claim medium and she has done cases with the police. I actually double checked and they have hired her to do that, you know, and they're, listen, if you believe it or not, they did taxpayer money to have her help. And a lot of times she volunteers to do for free. You know, that's a good person who, who wants to help. So she's a person that I trust. I'm not telling you, you should check her out. I recommend that you should check her out. Now, the whole haunted house story might have been fabricated. Well, you know what? I'm not going to read that because, of course, it could be. I mean, we weren't there. We don't know. Now, I think percentages of the story that they've said, I believe there's truth in it. Now, has the story got a little fabricated? Well, of course. I mean, you got to sell books, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta sell the movie. But the house was haunted. The house was people did die in that house. It it happened, right? So I believe something did happen. And of course, since we're never there, we're never gonna know the hundred percent truth. I mean, it's just it's just impossible. Uh, of course, the, there's the address. You can see the house. Now let's look at. Now we look at that. Uh, I want to look at. All the Amityville movies. There's been a lot of Amityville movies. There's some movies I never even knew they made in the world. Oh, where the hell? Here we go. Now, now, according to this, this is the Amityville horror movie ranked from worst to best. Now, I, I'm not going <laughs> to... What's this? Yeah, of all people, Nicole from Through the Paranormal would be great to have here. Yeah. Yeah, she's actually, she's actually been outside the house and all that. And and I love having her as a guest. And and I did actually ask 
if they could come on, but they're actually doing investigations. They're actually, they're, you know, a lot of states have opened up and a lot of parts where they can start doing investigations in. So they've been, they've been uh, heavily on the investigations. Now, actually, on Thursday on my show for Cheaper Creepers, I do have a guest. Big, Bigfoot Annoying is, is loves Cheaper Creepers, and he said there's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of stuff in that movie. So on Thursday on Horror Talk, I am having a guest on. I am having a guest. Let's look here. Okay, number 11, The Amityville Curse, 1990. According to IMDb, not even Kimikos could save the Emmanuelville curse. You know what? To be honest with you, I've never seen the 1990 Emmanuelville curse. I've never seen it. Honestly, I never knew there was an Emmanuelville curse. I knew there were additional movies, but or maybe I have seen it. I just can't remember it. And then there's Emmanuelville: A New Generation. I remember. Seen this maybe once, but must not be good enough for me to remember because I don't remember a single damn thing. I just remember watching one that says A New Generation. Number nine, Amityville 3D. Now, I watched this, and I don't remember it being good, but I've never seen it in the theaters in 3D. Because I remember Friday 13th Part 3 3D is when they try to uh, 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 do some 3D movies. Where you got to have the red and blue glasses. And I, of course I never even saw Friday 13th in the theaters in 3D. I know there at one time there was a Friday 13th disc you could buy. They actually had the glasses and you could watch the 3D with the weird colors. I don't know if, if Animaville 3D did that. Where you could actually buy the disc that has the red and blue glasses. I mean, I, I, I don't, I guess the best way if you're going to watch this would be 3D because I, I don't remember this movie being good at all. You know, <laughs> I don't, you know, you only got so much time. There's no way I could have watched every single Amityville horror. Amityville Dollhouse, 1996. Guys, I don't remember Amityville Dollhouse movie. I really don't. If somebody in the chat seen this, Please let me know if this is worth trying to find and watch it. <laughs> it's a dollhouse, right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> One of the more uh, Edmondville outgoing includes dollhouse. It was a miniaturized replica of the terror <laughs> given to a little girl to play with. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, hey, we, we got you a playhouse. We built you a playhouse with that... <laughs> That, that's designed for the horror house that people died in. Wow. Bill gives the dollhouse to their young daughter, Jessica. The more Rachel plays with the toy, more violent paranormal activity occurs. Wow. Man, I God, that dude, that would be a cool fucking dollhouse, right? I mean, seriously, like, like for you to have, like, it, like if I had a dollhouse, like, dude, you're a grown man. Why do you have a dollhouse? Dude, that's just not any dollhouse. That's the dollhouse of Admiral Horror. So I guess that would be a cool dollhouse. If you're going to have a dollhouse, why the fuck not have a dollhouse of Amityville Horror, right? If you're going to do it, do it with the bang. <laughs> Amityville Horror, the, the evil escapes. It was released as a TV-based movie. I never heard of this. I'm serious. I've never heard of this. 
I'm not even gonna talk about it. I don't feel 1992. It's about time. Now I heard of this. I remember watching this, and I just can't remember if it was good because I remember the buying the clock, and of course the clock is haunted. I think it's kind of the inspiration of the Friday 13th series. Remember, uh, Friday 13 had a series where they sold. What was the Friday 13th the series that they sold everything and everything was. Haunted. They, they called the Friday 13th. I mean, it wasn't about Jason. It's about they sold everything from a haunted house and they had to go back and get it. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Amityville Murders, 2018. Yeah, I actually did watch this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember that either, right? I don't remember a movie about a dollhouse. I mean, I, I, I just don't. I, I saw this. Nah, not even worth talking about. Amityville, The Awakening, yeah, I, I I watched this. It wasn't great, but I did get through it. You know, uh, for one of the series' most recent entries, uh, Jason Jason Lee, Bella Thorne, Cameron, which one of the better received Amityville sequels. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. It was one of the better ones. It wasn't great. The film began the domestic drama in which the mother – Moves her three children into affordable pay. Her son's medical. Pay. Oh yeah, the the son who played in the TV show uh, Shameless is the kid that's possessed in the uh, thing. Yeah, Amityville three, two. You know, Amityville movies that wasn't really that bad. It it was like a regular movie. You know, now the only weird thing now I actually decided to. Uh, it was on. I don't know if it's on Shutter or maybe it was on. I, I watched it on a streaming service. It was free to watch, so I, I did watch it again. And dude, I forgot. Do, guys, don't they'll be gross on this. But let me hold on. I forgot that in the in the second one, the boy gets possessed and actually has sex with his sister in it. Yeah, I never I forgot that they did that. They went there. I, you know, it's weird. You know, I don't even think there weren't stepsister or stepbrother in the movie, but they actually went there. I'm like, wow. Wow, I for totally forgot about that. I know, yuck. I know. I know. I forgot. I'm like, I'm like holy crap. Because when you watch movies as a kid, you know, you're watching the horror movies. You're not thinking about right or wrong, right? You know what I mean? And then in this movie... I forgot. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit! They actually went there. It's like a Game of Thrones thing, right? And this wasn't even Game of Thrones. This was, and, and I'm not trying to make fun of it, but it, I'm, what I'm saying is, wow, I, 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 I forgot. So it wasn't that bad of a movie. Now, now I would have put it number three. I would actually move it to number two because the 2005, um, Amityville Horror. I don't know. It just it didn't do nothing for me. Ryan Reynolds going mad. They try to remake the original. I mean, yeah, of course it was better than a lot of the other Amityville movies because they put more money in it. Of course, I mean there was more money put in the movie, so of course Amityville two. I mean the remake was better than a lot of the other ones, but as a remake, I don't know. It it, it didn't do it. It just didn't do it. It just didn't. It just didn't do it. And now, of course, the first one, of course, the, 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 the original was the best one. 
And like I said, don't even worry about if if the Amityville story is true or not. Don't even worry about it. Just watch the movie on surface. It was the best one. And part of the reason was the freaking music in it. They really knew how to use the music in this movie. They did it correctly. It wasn't about... Yeah, because nobody died in the movie. I don't think nobody died. I try. I know. I know. Did the priest? I know the priest had a heart attack. I haven't watched this in a while. I had a heart attack, but I think he lived, or maybe the priest died. But 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 I mean, there weren't like murders in the house. But the music, the way they mixed the music with the movie, it worked. So on surface, it doesn't matter if you believe the movie is real or not. For a movie, it did its job. And of all the anime horror movies, that one is still the best. It is the best. Now, I think they're actually remaking this one again. Here, let me double check. I, I don't want to be wrong on this. I don't want to be wrong. Let me type it in. Hold on. Are they... Making another, let's see here. Let's see here. Is there a movie coming out? Um, I could have, I, when I was looking up stuff for the show, I could have sworn I saw something that there was going to be one coming out in 2021. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I could have sworn I saw something that's coming out in 2021. I mean, when, um, let me see here. I'm trying to see Animeville Horror. Oh, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, uh, what I saw was they're talking about uh, uh, the documentary. There's on shock uh, on shock docs. If you have if you have Discovery Plus, I, I I actually liked Discovery Plus. Actually, it's one of my favorite streaming services because it has everything paranormal, paranormal um, uh, murder cases. I mean, it's not actually I actually enjoy Discovery Plus, and they actually have a documentary of Animeville Horror House, and it, in my opinion, it's a very very good documentary. If you haven't seen it, I mean, Discovery Plus, you give me a free year of um, service for giving them a free plug because the documentary is great. It really is good. So I do, if you could get Discovery Plus, maybe they have a free seven-day rental or seven-day trial. Get it to watch this because it's a very good documentary and, and you guys would enjoy it. You guys really, my opinion, would enjoy it. So, well, guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed today. I had fun. I love talking anime horror. I like it when I can kind of I, I have fun on my other channel with my brother. Sometimes it is fun just, you know, talking about horror. It's great to really get into it. Um, if some of you follow me on the Gypsy Road channel, tomorrow's show, again, is going to be at 9 o'clock at night just as a trial for fun. But on Friday, the show is going to be at at uh, 11 a.m. on Friday because 
Skulls back. No, no, not, not, not this Friday. I forgot. This Friday, my kids are on spring break. The following week, I got to change it from 1 to 3 back to 11 because I got to pick them up. But whatever. Guys, um, uh, musical scores can take you to next level of creepiness. Oh, of uh, any movie. Dude, uh, you, you know, uh, in, in Die Hard, what made that movie was the 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 uh, the instruments of the music in it. Because, yes, you're right. Music can make a movie. And that's what made the first one good. It was the music. So if you guys get anything out of today, I uh, hope you guys had fun. And check out the documentary. I really recommend the, the Just Read that a reboot. Okay, I, I am right. There is going to be a, a, a reboot in development. But hopefully it's good. Make it rated R. Don't try to make it PG-13 to please everybody. Make it where anything goes in the movie. So beyond that, guys, I hope you all had a fun time. I, I did, and I appreciate you guys being here. I know this is something new. This is something that I love. This is my love of passion. I love horror movies. It's just I love it. I love how it's, it has some true life stuff in it. But, guys, beyond that, have a great day. Have a fun time. I appreciate you guys all being here. Um, I'll see you guys all later.